Hey folks, um, awesome to have you here. Welcome to another episode of Recruiter Screen. I feel like I'm um, breaking character almost because I usually have the same background behind me, but this time I'm somewhere different. So it's all, all very strange, don't, but don't be alarmed. It's still me. Um, this week, uh, really pumped to have uh, Christian um, uh, uh, on the show, uh, I guess. Uh, Christian, thanks so much for doing this. Do you want to just uh, uh, tell us how you are, first of all, but also tell us who you are? Yeah, absolutely. And, and first of all, thanks for having me on. Um, so yeah, doing really good. Um, obviously, whoever said uh, December was a quiet month for recruiters, it's clearly never worked in recruitment because we've yet to have one. So um, yeah, super busy at the moment. Uh, in terms of like an intro, so I've been in recruitment for about 13 years, uh, but I've actually spent about 10 of those years in venture-backed businesses, so like high-growth tech startups and scale-ups. Uh, so businesses like Stack Overflow, Deliveroo, uh, and now I'm at Rusa, um, where I'm the recruitment lead. So uh, Rusa is actually a tech business that operates in the European seafood market. And the mission of the business is to eliminate waste from the seafood industry. Um, it's a huge problem. 35% of all seafood that's harvested is wasted in the supply chain. And so we want to help to fix that uh, by creating more transparency and certainty for the people who operate in the industry. Amazing. Uh, obviously, this is not the topic of the show, but why is there so much wastage? It's just uh, overfishing um, and not having a sort of a, not being able to sell it. Obviously, I, I think there's you know there's a variety of reasons, and I'm still classify myself even though year in it's like a a secret novice. Um, fascinating industry with some really like awesome like amazing people in it. Um, I think there's a variety of reasons. The area we're tackling is how seafood is traded. Um, as in many industries that have relied on like offline methods and one-to-one -one communication, um, you know, naturally that brings some inefficiencies. Um, and so we want to help basically the people who do that trading process to do yeah. so with more transparency and actual certainty and, and just make better buying decisions. And ultimately, like with a product like seafood, you want to give the shelf life back to the consumer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if mm. we can make it more efficient, that will help the first step to you know to like tackling waste give the shelf life back to the consumer i feel like you could apply that to like various things i'm sure there's like some candidate analogies we could come up with for like give the yeah. shelf to the candidate or something like that i don't know um nice that's exactly what i'm not supposed to do on the show which is often <laughs> unrelated to recruiting but um let's jump straight in uh christian are you ready for your recruiter screen absolutely yeah let's go nice so first of all standard first question what is it um hopefully it doesn't happen too often but when it does happen what what is it in recruiting that makes you want to throw your laptop out the window out of frustration? Uh, I'd actually say very little these days. Um, nice. You know, I think as I've, as I've become more experienced, I think I've actually mellowed in terms of like the stuff that will irritate me or infuriate me. I think a few years ago, probably quite a lot of things would have triggered me. But I think as I've got older and just know myself better, there's, there's, yeah. there's very little. I'd probably say the one thing that, uh the one thing that does you know maybe grate on me a bit is just when um you know you're working with uh you maybe work with like maybe slightly dated dated views or practices or biases mm -hmm. that you feel like as an industry we've moved on from and actually you know they still exist in areas and you still have to work through them and so um you know classic ones are like pedigree based on some where somebody worked for example yeah um and so those are probably the things, but actually they, I, I just view them more as a challenge now. It's more like an interesting conversation topic rather than like, oh, I'm going to get really annoyed about it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. I, I do sometimes feel with this pedigree stuff, like um, it's really hard to, you know, not 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 consider it, right? Because you, when you're hiring someone, you don't have a full, you don't, you know, we're, we're all such complex, uh, unique snowflakes of individuals here. And much as we're obviously big believers in a really thorough interview process here at MetaView for obvious reasons, you, of course, learn, still learn things about people after that fact. It's not that you get the whole picture. And so you're trying to piece together based on these other pieces of evidence. Um, so I think it's really hard to sort of, um, I, I would, I'm surprised that that doesn't come up more frequently, basically. And that's quite a sort mm -hmm. of a rare and considered outdated uh, perspective. But uh, I, I guess, yeah, you must be, must be, must have done a good job of ironing that out so far. Well, I, I think in isolation, it is, it, you know, it, it is outdated. But also, I think it, why I think it's a good conversation starter is like it opens up the discussion of like, well, what is it about? you know, maybe somebody who's worked at X, you know, what is yeah. it about their skills or their behaviors or the environment that they've yeah. gained that like will make them, you know, a, a high caliber like candidate. And then, and then secondly, how does that relate to the organization we're trying to hire for? Yeah. And where's, where's like the alignment because yeah, you know, yeah. companies, different stages have different needs. And so just because somebody has been good in one environment doesn't automatically mean they're going to be great in another. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a ton of sense. So I think, I think exactly yeah, I think sort of I get I get what you mean now by like just doing it based on purely on pedigree versus versus relevance. Like looking at someone for yeah. the relevance of their background, I feel like is uh, still something that at least makes sense when you're when you're when you're screening. Um, but yeah, you're right. Just like great logo that's completely unassociated and has no sort of mm. no very different way of working than what you expect your company less relevant. Um, what is your like when you're working with a hiring manager? What is it that sort of you feel? What is, is there a trait that you look for in a HM that makes you think, yeah, great, we're gonna like we're gonna collaborate on this on this on this rec really effectively here? What's that and what is that trait? I think it's probably a, a couple of things. So I think first of all, like commitment to the process. Yeah. So you know, I I've always been an advocate recruiting in a structured way and being clear on like you know what we're looking for in a role and then how do we map that to actually how we assess for the role. And I think hiring manager is kind of committed to doing things in a structured way. Um, I think it's a it's fantastic kind of trait because ultimately hiring managers are they're making the decision on who comes into their team, and so you just want to arm them with as much information and, and well the right information data to be able to make a good decision. So I think that's one big one, and then commitment as well, not just to the actual like interview process, but commitment to the candidate experience as well. Um, you know, for where where like Ruser is as a Series A business, every hire is just huge for us. So, yeah. um, I think we, you know, as a as a hiring team and hiring managers here, like they very fortunate, do really invest in that candidate experience and just really make sure that you know by the time we get to an offer, like candidate feels like they know, you know, everything really they want to know about us as a business. Um, so say that's one. And I think the second one is probably open mindedness and curiosity. Yeah. you know how how can i contribute as a hiring manager like why do we you know why do we do this this way like you know that yeah. open-mindedness of like of profiles as well um i think those are all those are all like really important things yeah yeah totally um yeah nice love that um what about sort of on the on the flip side what is it that sometimes you i guess you sort of mentioned it around the thing that maybe frustrates you but things that sometimes make it harder for you to do great work for a hiring manager you know are there any sort of traits that that are your least favorite um i think we may have had a you may have cut out briefly there but babe, my question was are there any sort of least favorite tra traits in a hiring manager 
Oh no. Looks like uh Christian did warn us beforehand that he was having some uh some issues with his connection. So let's see if we can you hear me okay? Yeah, I'm back now. Yeah. Nice. The question was any least favorite traits in a hiring manager? Um I think the you know the the what is it the framework of thinking of like strong opinions weakly held i think it's the strong opinions strongly held that sometimes yeah. i think is uh is, is not super helpful um and i think that can be like like stubbornness around maybe like bad opinions um yeah. which you know i think it's it, you're not a founder unless you have strong opinions right like it, yeah, yeah. You, you have to have that like that assertiveness and that conviction but also at the same time it's like I think you need the degree of flexibility when you're recruiting because you're dealing with people, right? And um, yeah. I think, yeah, probably yeah. strong opinion, strongly held, like sometimes yeah, can be like a, bit... a dog, 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 dogma, basically being dogmatic yeah. about something. Yeah. yeah. We, funnily enough, the the strong opinions weekly held. I, that's, I have a big bugbear around that phrase. I really, I really dislike strong opinions weekly held because it's so <laughs> hard as the recipient of someone who's hearing a strong opinion to know if it's weekly. You know, it's it's. I think it can really. Um, I think I'm in the minority here. I think a lot of, I understand some of the virtues of having these weekly held, but sort of still, you know, provocative and thoughtful opinions. But uh, I also think it can be a massive distraction sometimes. Uh, my, me and uh, the co-founder here, Sherry, who's the other co-founder, we, we talk about this a bunch um, of like, is that a virtue or not to have uh, strong opinions weekly held? I'm going to hold my opinion until I've sort of got gathered the information and then I'll let you know what it is. And then maybe at that point it is strongly held, but I'm not going to sort yeah. of pretend I have an opinion in the meantime. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's like a lot of things when, you know, you have a saying like that, I think people will just draw different interpretations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think ultimately it's like, you know, you have to make, you have, you, if you're working on something, you'll have an opinion on it. And so I think it's just more like, okay, if, well, if, something, if there's really compelling data that is like goes against my opinion, I can actually, yeah. you know, it makes sense to change course. I'm not just going to yeah, continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah I think that's um, right. Like, yeah have a point of view but don't be dogmatic i agree, I agree with that i agree with that um any sort of like a funny or like stories or horror stories that come to mind uh that you'd you'd be comfortable sharing with with me um in your time as a recruiter yeah i mean doing it as long as i have you definitely have some shockers along the way but uh there's always one that stands out which is early in my career where i am um, i was recruiting uh a much larger company and we were using a ATS, I shall not name, but um, I'd sent an interview uh, confirmation out straight from the system. And um, basically what happened is the uh, the ATS had picked up the email address from the person's boss, which was down as a reference on the CV. So uh, the confirmation went out to the person's manager. And um, I don't, I think my soul left my body for a few minutes when that happened. Oh my Lord. <laughs> Well, it's totally my fault. I should have checked on the ATS, but you know, I was, I was. No, blame the ATS. Come on, name them. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I reckon if you did a poll, people would be able to guess which one. But, um, but no, uh, I think you know it was just uh, one of those moments where you have to hold your hands up and go, you know what, I, I messed up here. And oh my god! How do we, how do we salvage this? Um, but I would never, I've never made that mistake again. <laughs> so you had to hire the person as a result, right? Because clearly they'd been. We did uh, end up hiring them. I mean, they were brilliant. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant. Um, there you go. Uh, all the world that ends well. It's like literally exactly what they don't want you to do is what you did, Christian. So you know. Yeah, I mean, my my yeah. my, my question was why why is why is the person's manager's email address on their CV? But like you know, that's yeah. that's just me trying to shift the blame from the fact I didn't, <laughs> didn't check. 
Um, God, how did um did you only notice? As in, did you notice it because you saw something was up, or did you get a response that you weren't expecting? Uh, I noticed it. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, that's not the person's email address." Yeah, and then I was like, "I need to tell." The candidate and i also need to tell my manager about this because uh this is this could not end well that's a good um, one this is exactly the type of story for why we have this question in the pack by the way this is exactly the type of thing we're looking for love it um uh and especially since it sort of ended well and no no harm done in the end um what is it sort of about your job that you think sort of you know gets you most excited you know you've been as you mentioned doing it for 13 years now still passionate about it what is it that sort of excites you about about your work yeah, I, I think over 13 years or so, I've gone over, you know, a bit of an emotional journey with recruiting. There are definitely times where I've not enjoyed it. Um, but I definitely, over the last few years, just an appreciation for like the actual, the discipline um, and, and what we do kind of day to day. But if I look at my job, like particularly now, it's just, it might sound a bit cliche, but it's just that like ch chance to build something. You know, if I can help to build as a post series a business about 50 people every as every hire we make it's, it's hugely significant We're really building the foundations of the business so i have a huge opportunity to you know to help this company to be successful and it's it's going back to like a post series a business where I've, other businesses have worked out have been like you know b c onwards where there are different challenges has really reminded me of like how this is like a puzzle like every you know hiring hiring in this stage is really like finding the right puzzle pieces to go together yeah. um and i just found that like really interesting and, and also working in an industry that i knew nothing about you know i i never would have imagined that i would be working in this industry but i've just found like the mission of what we're trying to do and actually just like what the industry does and who it serves it's like so interesting it's it's just been yeah. like a bit of a revelation just to I feel like you're working on something that's having like a positive impact. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that, especially with these, like the sort of industry that you're in and you sort of see these other like industries that you are clearly ginormous and huge and impactful. You just don't think about them a bunch. And uh, yeah. that's often where you get some of the most exciting, exciting companies um, I'd say as well. Um, and yeah, it's definitely like a recurring theme for me or like a recurring realization for me having, started MetaView not I was a I was a you know a hiring manager before in a previous well, obviously still am but I was a more of the hiring manager role before starting MetaView didn't didn't start MetaView as a recruiter but uh, obviously having spent like so much time now with recruiters and recruiting leaders that sort of concept that like the product of your work is this like is essentially the organization because it's like especially if you're early stage like like you are you know that organization could be going from from 10 people to 50 people over the course of three years or so and that's like you know it is a res direct result um that the, both the success of that company but also the relationships that everyone builds within yeah. the company are just a result of the process that you set up is just incredibly re important rewarding etc um what when you think about sort of the future of ta is there anything you're sort of really excited about um that you see sort of coming over the coming over the the horizon I feel like we're in quite like a progressive spell. Like, you know, if you look at the thinking that's happening in the industry, you look at like the content that's out there at the moment. Like, it's, I don't think it's, and the tooling as well. Like, it's almost never been a better time to be a recruiter because, um, you know, I, I really feel like there's been an investment in terms of like in, improving this 
Yeah. But improving the standing of it, if anything, but also improving the practices. You know, things that were like a few years ago were, you know, weren't as frequent around, like, as I said, structured interview and structured processes, you know, inclusive processes, um, real focus on like good candidate experience, you know, are just, are just like normal now. And I think yeah. it's, that's really kind of great to see. Um, but I, I think as well, like the tech that's available, I mean, obviously, you know, MetaView is uh, hugely powerful like tool and like he's been using it. It's been just been absolutely awesome, um, awesome experience. But there's loads, you know, there's in other areas of talent as well. There's loads of other tools like I've been using Ashby, which has just been, um, you know, which has been a great experience as well. Uh, it's it's just a really good time, I think. And I think we're, we're on the cusp of actually just elevating TA as a discipline and just yeah. really becoming... Yeah, more and more of an integral part of the business as opposed to like historically what well, may have been viewed more like a service to the business. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. I think that's happening quicker and quicker now as well. Um so yeah, we we see that a bunch. Um closing question. Um when you think about sort of maybe hiring recruiters into your team or even just think about your own profile is where where you want to sort of be incredibly strong. What are the the sort of the three qualities that you think are most important in a top recruiter? I think I would say this with the view that like I'm I'm probably the lens I'm looking at it is more earlier stage business, but I would caveat it by say like, you know, depends on depends on the setting, because I do think yeah. this will adapt depending on the setting. But if I think about, you know, the sort of where we are at the moment, the qualities that I really value is I, I think somebody who's like a systems builder and, and kind of what I mean by that is, you know, somebody who can think about the mechanics of like how TA happens and how TA works and actually, you know, pull things apart and go, okay, well, how do we, how do we make this process? How do we design this process? How do we optimize it? How do we make sure that it's something that, that works? Because we're doing things at a very like basic level in comparison to a much more established business. So a lot of it is like, how do we, how do we build like the machine? How do we yeah. build the machine so we can deliver, like make good decisions, deliver a good candidate experience and ultimately bring really good like talent into the company. So I think, you know, with that, you know, somebody who's like a real analytical thinker, um, somebody who's naturally curious, I think these will go into kind of that like systems builder, as yeah. I would uh, as I would call it. Um, I think the second thing is, is probably pretty obvious, but I, I don't think it's should be underplayed at all, but communication skills. Uh, somebody who can convey information in a very concise way, uh, can be empathetic, um, but also you've got to be persuasive at times in recruitment. Um, and the third one, I, I think, stands like and probably true at the beginning of my career, definitely true now, is the resilience. Like, not everybody will understand or, or value the work you do as a recruiter. Mm -hmm. And you will have, like, setbacks. You will have... Uh, moments where you do want to throw your laptop out of the window um, yeah. but you know I think it's that resilience to kind of work through those stages and work through those moments because they are just temporary yeah. I think is just such a such a quality uh, such a good quality of a recruiter if you can maintain your standards if you can maintain your attention to detail if you can work through some of the difficult times um, yeah. you know you'll, you'll put you in good stead yeah. Would you, would you make of this sort of idea that um, I think those are I, I, a lot of people have obviously answered this question now. I think all of them make a ton of sense. 
resilience has come up a few times, but the other two you mentioned, funny enough, communication hasn't come up, but I think maybe people treat it as inherent, but you're so right. Like actually a a supremely good communicator in this role versus someone who's like an okay communicator. That's a really big difference. And, you know, is really valuable. Um, One of the things that we sometimes think is actually the people who are the great systems thinkers and the people who are the great communicators, maybe there'll be some specialization, you know, and I guess you said like your stage of company, maybe you don't have that specialization where you get sort of some folks who move into the sort of operational Mm -hmm. side of recruiting, the tooling and things and some folks who really focus on that relationship building and the communication aspects do you see that happening as well or do you think actually you know you like this idea of this almost full stack recruiter um i I can see the need for that absolutely like as you get you know as things get more complex as you know you need more structure and more intentionality around how you're doing things um, i can definitely see that I always have like a bias for like a a more of a full stack recruiter um maybe it's the type of businesses i've been working in but um, you know, I do, if, if the last few years have taught us anything in the world of TA is like your ability to pick up new skills, your ability to be adaptable and to add value outside of like your core specialism is actually what helps you to stand out and helps you to progress. You know, if you can, as a recruiter, if you can broaden your skill set, if you can understand the business you work in more, be closer to that business, then I've always found that that's benefited me and I, I see it in other people as well. You know, I think it's yeah, yeah. adaptability is key. I probably should have had that on my list. <laughs> nice. Love it. Christian, thanks so much. Um, awesome conversation. Um, lots Learned lots also and, and one of our best uh, uh, horror stories so far as well. Um, <laughs> so much for spending the time with us. Um, uh, any, anything, any sort of passing messages for, for, for the folks that, that are watching back? Um obviously been a tough year for TA so I'd say like um, everybody just enjoy some time off during holiday season and uh, we'll we'll go again in 2024 um, hopefully yeah. it'll be a, a better year for everyone yeah love that um, Christian thanks so much I think we do have another um, uh, recruit screen next week the final one of before for the holiday break um, for most folks so uh, if you don't already, um, please do go ahead and follow uh, MetaView on, on LinkedIn just to stay up to date with those things. Um, but until then, uh, thanks again, Christian. And let's uh, let's hire on all the way up till the all the way up till uh, the holiday period. Enjoy.